Praise the Lord, church. Praise the Lord, church. Anybody happy to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Can we put our hands together? Can we stand to our feet? Hallelujah. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers here that are watching online. We thank you for being with us this morning, and we're here to praise and worship the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Getting ready to go into our worship service. Let's bless the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Together, hallelujah. Oh, yeah. 
Come on, let's lift up the name of Jesus. Come on, who? We know that he's a worthy God. Hallelujah, Jesus. We bless the name of Jesus this morning. Worthy of every song we could ever sing. Worthy of all the praise we could ever bring. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe. We live for you. Jesus, your name above every other name. Jesus, the only one who could ever say. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe. We live for you. We live for you. Holy, there is no one like you. There is none beside you. Open up my eyes in wonder. Show me who you are and fill me with your heart and lead me in your love to those around me. Come on, let's build our life upon the Lord.
verse 23, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. I have been young, and now I'm old, yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. He is ever merciful and lendeth his seed is blessed. Depart from evil and do good and dwell forevermore. For the Lord loveth judgment and forsaketh not his things. They are preserved forever, but the seed of the wicked shall be cut off. We are blessed. We are blessed. God has given us so many opportunities, and he's allowed us to come in here this morning. Let us use this moment to give him thanks. So let me officially welcome you. Welcome to Christ in the church. For those who have not been here before, if you've been here before, welcome. On behalf of Pastor and Sister Wyatt, we welcome you to Christ in the church. And for those online visitors and online congregation, we welcome you. And more so, we want to say happy Father's Day to all the fathers that are in the house. And those that are online, we can't see you, but happy Father's Day. Amen. Now let's just go to the Lord in prayer. Is there anyone amongst us that need prayer? You can indicate by raising your hand. Those online, raise your hand, put it in the chat, something. Okay, we're going to touch and agree and we're going to pray. And today, let's just have a mindset that you know what let's forget about me today let's forget about me and god it's going to be about you because i want today to count this may just be the only time that we have this opportunity let's just make it count we may have a visitor someone may be coming this may be their last day. let us worship and give god everything that we have today because we don't know what tomorrow is going to bring Let's just take the time out to give God the glory and just allow ourselves for God to just dwell and just move in us and amongst us. Amen. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we come before you humbly today, God. You are the great I am. You are the good shepherd. You are our provider, God. Lord Jesus, there is nothing, Lord God, that you cannot do that we can ever ask you for that is according to your will that you will not honor. God, we come humbly in your presence, God. We acknowledge your sovereignty. We acknowledge just who you are, God. Lord, our righteousness is as filthy rags before you, God. So we humbly ask you today, Lord, that you will cleanse our hearts, that you will cleanse our minds, oh God. Purge us, oh God, with your hyssop. Lord Jesus, wash us, almighty God, thoroughly. God, that there will be nothing hindering, almighty God, the flow of your spirit in us today, oh Father God. We ask you, almighty God, that you will dispatch your angels around the perimeter of this place, oh God. We're here to give you glory. We have this opportunity, oh God, and we want to seize it, Lord Jesus, to let you know how much you are, how much grateful we are to you, Lord God. I pray today, Lord Jesus, that you will touch every single person that is in this place. God, I pray, Lord 
Jesus, that we will have a made-up mind that we're ready to change, that we're ready to be used by you. Because, God, the, 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 the field is ripe, almighty God. And, Lord, sometimes we are blindsided by the ways and the things of this world. We are burdened down by the things that's going on. But help us to refocus, oh God. Help us, Lord Jesus, that we will have our mind and our, our eyes set on the prize, Lord Jesus. So, God, we come before you today, Lord. We ask you, Lord Jesus, that you will hear our prayers, Lord Jesus. Let Almighty God, your Shekinah glory, fill this place, Lord Jesus. Lord God, you've done it before and you can do it again. We don't want just a little brush, Lord Jesus. But God, we want to feel, Lord God, your manifested presence. We want to feel it descend upon us. We want to feel it right beside us. We want to feel it on top of us. We want to feel you wrap us, Almighty God. I pray today that anyone that's in here that is bound, Lord God, that God, your presence will begin to break the shatters, Almighty God, off of them. Lord, every stronghold. Oh God, will be broken. Minds will be touched. Hearts will be healed. I pray in the name of Jesus that God, you will fight, Lord Jesus, like never before. That you will move. And Lord God, that we will have no choice but to bow and to honor and to reverence your presence, oh God. I pray, oh God, for the man of God, that your anointing will rest upon him. That you will speak through him as your oracle. God, I pray in your matchless name, that God, we will be receptive, touch our hearts, that we'll not just be hearers of your word, God, but that we will be doers, and that, that, that we just don't hold on to it, but that we will go out and allow your spirit, almighty God, to shine through us, oh God. We give you glory, we give you honor, and we give you worship. Have you way right now, in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus.
this morning. Wrap me in your arms, Jesus. Wrap me in your arms, Jesus. Take me to that place, God. Come on, take me to that place, God. Take me to that secret place, Lord God, where I can be with you. Wrap me in your arms, Jesus. Put your loving arms around me, oh God. Hallelujah. Come on, let him wrap you this morning. Let him wrap you, let him wrap you, let him wrap you. Come on, let him take you to that secret place. He wants to be with you. He wants to be with you. He wants to be with you. Take me to that place, Jesus. Ah, hide me, oh God. Take me to that place, almighty Jesus, where I can be with you, oh God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We bless your name, Jesus. We bless your name, Jesus. We bless your name, Jesus. Come on, bless him with me. We bless your name, Jesus. We bless your name, Jesus. We bless your name, Lord God. Into your arms. Into your arms. Into your arms. I want you to wrap me, God. Hallelujah. Don't some of us want to wrap sometimes? Lord, I just need a hug from you. Lord, I just need you to wrap me. I just need you to wrap me in your arms, the arms of safety, the arms of security, the arms where I know everything is going to be all right. Wrap me in your arms when everything is going on crazy, God. Wrap me in your arms when things and situations are trying to shake me up, God. Wrap me in your arms, Jesus. I want to hide under your shadows. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on and bless the Lord with me. Come on and bless the Lord with me with a clapping of hands. Bless the Lord with me. Lifting up your voice unto him. Bless the Lord with me. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Glory to your name. Come on, who's happy to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Who's happy to be in the house of the Lord this morning? I was glad when they said unto me, you can finish it. Let us go into the house of the Lord. I am so happy to see my brothers and sisters in the house of the Lord. We are worshiping together. There's a song that says, we are together again, just praising the Lord. We are together again with one accord. I want you to believe that something good is going to happen. Something good is in store because we are together again, praising the Lord. Ah, I look around and I see all the fathers in the house. Happy Father's Day. To every father in the house, our online viewers, as Sister Scarlett said, happy Father's Day to you too. And we welcome our online congregation to join us this morning. I just want to, you know, you could be seated for a quick second. Is there any visitors in the house this morning? If you are first, second, or third time visitor. Amen, amen, amen. So we have a couple of quick announcements. You know what? I want you to do one thing. I'm, I'm, I'm switching this up a little bit. Stand for me. I need Jordan to tap a little bit. And I want y'all to walk around this morning. And if it's appropriate, just like the Lord wraps us, or we want the Lord to wrap us, I want you to give your sister to sister a good hug this morning. And brother to brother, a nice hug this morning. You know? 
just greet someone this morning. Let them know how good God is. How good God is. We are together again, praising the Lord. God is good. His mercy endureth forever. Hallelujah, Jesus. Ah, just seeing brethren dwell together. It's just an awesome, awesome, awesome look. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Give that sister a nice squeeze. Give that brother a nice hug just to let him know you got his back. Hallelujah. I can't have you like Jesus have you, but I can try. Amen, 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 amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. As we give the Lord a hand praise, come on, let's clap our hands unto the Lord as we make our way back. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Somebody say amen. Somebody say it's offering time. And while you're making your way back, I just have a couple of quick announcements for you. Amen. Just have a couple of quick announcements as you're making your way back. Don't forget our dedication service, our dedication service this Saturday, not Sunday. Somebody say this Saturday. This Saturday, the 24th of June, 3 p.m., our dedication service. We invite you all to be here to celebrate with us because this is what the Lord has done for us. Amen. So this Saturday, the 24th, 3 p.m., hallelujah, we will not keep you long. And also, I know we're on this topic. I also want to let you know about the picnic that we have coming up. That's July 8th. And um, after service, we're going to start taking, you know, names and the items that you would like to donate to the picnic. That's July 8th. So we'll have a sign-up sheet for that. Somebody say it's offering time. It is offering time in the house. It is a time where you give back unto the Lord for all that he has blessed you with. Amen. The offering baskets are in the front. They are ready. Our ladies are doing an awesome job. We're giving... The, we generally have men ushers, but we are giving the men a break today. I know Donovan, Brother Donovan needs to be sitting down because we're giving him a break, but he can't help himself. Doesn't know how, right? So if you will stand with me, there's a few ways of giving. And as you can see on the board, it is my www.myccc.faith. There is also PayPal at Christ Center Church, our cash app, dollar sign CCC2711. And the mail-in version, as you can see, the address right there. And we have the regular, we have two beautiful ladies in the back who are ready to take the, pay, the um, donations electronically. And we also have the traditional way of the baskets in the front. Now we are going to be coming from the rear. Just follow the instructions of the ushers. Amen. Who's ready to be blessed? Who's ready to be blessed? Come on, there should be more hands. I should hear more than that if you're ready to be blessed. Everybody's ready to be blessed. Now, who's ready to give to be blessed? Amen. Amen. So let's pray for our offering. Father, as you have done, oh God, we're asking you continue to do. We ask you, Almighty God, to continue to bless this service, Almighty God. Father, we thank you, Lord God, for 
being able, Lord Jesus, to wrap your hands around us, Lord God, for hiding us, O oh Lord God, under your shadows of your wings, Lord God. Lord Jesus, today as my brothers and sisters have, are coming with their tithes and offering, Lord God, I pray that you will bless them. I pray, Almighty God, that just a regular blessing, God, but a hundred folds of blessing, Lord God. Let jobs begin to open up, Lord God. Let promotions begin to come, Lord God. Lord Jesus, I pray, oh Lord God, that they will come cheerfully, Lord God, to give unto you, knowing, Almighty God, that you will, Almighty God, keep your word and bless in return. Father, we thank you for what you have done. We thank you for what you're going to do, Lord God. We pray your hand upon the rest of this service. In the name of Jesus, we magnify I praise and worship your name in Jesus' holy, mighty, and precious name. And everyone say, so we're going to get the uh, special musical selections from our music team. Follow the instructions of your ushers.
every man will bow down and say you are king. So let's start right now. Why would we
just want to be with you. King of glory, fill this place. Just want to be with you. Just want to be with you. King of glory, feel this place. Just want to be with you. Just want to be with you. King of glory, King of glory, King of glory. Come on, let's praise him this morning. If he is your king, won't you give him a hand, clap of praise this morning. If Jesus is your king, give him some praise in this house. He is my king. He is my Lord and my Savior. My God, my ruler. In him do I put my trust. In him do I put all my trust. All my confidence. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. We're so grateful to be together again. God has been good to us. He has kept us one more week. I don't take it lightly that I make it through each and every day that I make it through. I understand it's the goodness of God. His grace that have kept me while I'm here today, and it's the same for you. It's only because of the goodness of God. I don't know if you ever stop sometimes and ask yourself, so many people have left here and have gone on from this life, why it wasn't me? Why was it them and why wasn't it me? And there's no answer to that. Only God is all-knowing and only God knows why. This morning, like Mother's Day and Father's Day, it is always a day of mixed emotions. I can't forget, I can't think one way, while many of us are here and we're able to celebrate our fathers and some of us are are fathers ourselves and we're grateful to be fathers, God has blessed us. Uh, There's many of us that are struggling with not having their fathers here. Father has gone on and don't know how to respond, you don't know how to react, you're wishing people that you know and love happy Father's Day, but for you, you're thinking, man, I wish my dad was here. I wish I was able to tell him happy Father's Day. And so I understand the feelings of everyone that is here. I have children um, that are fathers. I have my four grandchildren. I have four grandchildren. All four of them are here this morning in the house of the Lord, and I'm grateful for that. My sons are fathers. And so as, you know, as much as I'm, I'm, I'm happy and just feel a sense of uh, gratitude that they're able to have their own family and raise their own children, and I'm gratified for that, I'm happy for that, I'm glad. But it is still a challenge to know that I lost my father-in-law and my father, um, I guess, a little bit ago. And so these times are challenging. And so while you are grateful and you embrace the time and you celebrate with others, Uh, Be mindful of that sometimes, and 
go to somebody that you know may have lost their father and say, you know, something nice. You know, just try to let them know that, you know, God loves them and just to, you know, continue to trust God no matter what you have experienced and what you're going through. Because not all of us are in that predicament, that position to say, wow, you know, I can call my father up or I can go visit my dad or he's right here with me to say happy Father's Day. And so we're all in different paradigms, but we thank God because God knows what's best. And so I thank God for that. And so I greet you all in the wonderful and precious name of Jesus. And um, we welcome you to Christ Center Church. Amen. It's good to see everyone this morning. Well, two brothers are here this morning and all of you that are here, I, I, I appreciate all of you and thank you all for being here. And for all of our fathers today, one more time, we wish you a happy Father's Day. And don't leave us today until you collect your gift from us. We try our best in this church to always let you know that we appreciate you. And we always want to give a token of love and appreciation. And so all the fathers, we want you to stay and not run off before you get your gift this morning that you can know that we appreciate you. Uh, last Wednesday, I believe it was, um, let's say June the 7th, um, I believe it was 4 a.m. in the morning, um, a text came in to me that someone wanted to be baptized in Jesus' name. And, um, I, you know, I don't know how serious some people are about baptism. I know how serious it is. And um, if a doctor can be on call to go to the emergency room to work on flesh, that's one day going to die and go back to the ground. But your soul that lives on forever needs attention. We, as ministers of the gospel, will never sleep on a soul that needs to be saved. We don't take that lightly. We understand, and as much as we appreciate the doctors, and we do, we need them. God blessed us with brilliant doctors. But there is no greater thing that we can do than to help a soul live forever. And live in Christ Jesus. That's the greatest thing we can do is to minister to the soul of men. That they can live a life of everlasting life and eternal life in Christ Jesus. Because as I said, our flesh will die and go back to the earth. Our soul. The Bible says Jesus from the very beginning God breathed his breath into man. And man became a living soul. What you are today is more soul than flesh. I know we like to dwell on the things that we see, but what you don't see are more important than what you do see. And so I got a call, a text about 4 a.m. about someone wanting to be baptized in Jesus' name. And so I said, no problem. They said about, um, what was it, 6 o'clock we were supposed to do the baptism. And I came here um, right on the dot, 6 o'clock, and um, we uh, was here for a few minutes. And then the person that wanted to be baptized at 6 a.m., um, walked in the door, and then a couple more people walked in the door, and so at six, uh, a little after six on June the 7th, we had a baptism here in this building, and we're so glad that God has allowed us to take part in what he's doing. I just said to our leadership this morning, God did not give us this facility so we can say, look at us. I can't say that enough. I, I want to see all of you, let me just say this, bring your families, come to church, please. 
please, I'm asking you, come to church. I'm not telling you to come to church because I want to see the building full. I'm telling you come to church because I want your soul to be well with the Lord. I'm telling you come to church because I told him this morning, I don't know, neither of us, none of us know when God is going to speak to us and do something extraordinary and miraculous in any of our lives. We don't know when he will do it. We just show up and believe that this could be the day. Whatever God wants to do, he does. But you don't want to miss the day that God does something supernatural and you weren't present. So when you're healthy and strong and you're able to, come in the house of God. Bring families with you. Bring friends with you. Because the very thing that you need could be that day could be the day that you receive it. And so I want to give this baptism certificate to, let's read it out so you see what it says. It says, baptismal certificate, this certifies that Gary Ainsley... In obedience to the command and in the following, the example of the Lord Jesus Christ was baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus on the sixth day of June 2023. And so this is your certificate here, brother. It's yours. Hold on to it. I don't need to hold it. It's yours. When we... When we get baptized in Jesus' name, all of us can claim to have two birthdays. Two birthdays. The first time when we were born of the flesh, and then when we get baptized in Jesus' name and get filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, that's the second birthday, which is the most important one. It ain't going to happen overnight. Don't forget what I said. Don't beat up yourself. It's not going to happen overnight. But this is the start. And know that you have taken on the name of Jesus. And when you feel like, I just can't anymore, when you feel like, I can't just say, Jesus, I'm baptized in your name. I know I don't have it together. I know I'm not always doing right. But I have your name now. Will you help me to get through this situation so I can live for you? That's all you say. God bless you. God is good. If you have your Bibles, will you get them out and will you turn with me to Genesis chapter 3? Amen. Genesis chapter 3, again, I wish all of our fathers a great and awesome Father's Day. Amen. Wives, love up them. Husband, I can't help it, but I got to say it. Herbie walked in here like a king this morning. Did you see him? Walked in like a king with his queen. I said, Lord, have mercy. I love it. I always, Brother Sam, you and Herbie need to talk. I always say Sam and her. They, they know each other? Okay. Oh, stop it. Really? I, I, you two remind me of each other because you love your family so much and take care of them. They will give everything they can for their family, and I really appreciate it. I know many men, that's how you all are, but these two men, I just respect them highly and appreciate what God is doing in their lives. Genesis chapter 3, verse number 1. Amen. I feel very strong about this word that God has given us today. Amen. Father's Day, most places you go today, you're going to hear about fathers. And it's okay, but I want to minister to the congregation and not just the fathers. So fathers will be ministered to, and the congregation will be ministered to. Amen. Genesis chapter number 3, verse number 1. The scripture says, now the serpent was more subtle 
than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, had God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. But of, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God had said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open, and ye shall know, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. If you stop there and kind of try to ponder that text, it's clearly letting us know it was never God's intent for us to know good and evil. <laughs> All right, I'll keep going. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her and he did eat. And the eyes of them both were opened and they knew that they were naked, meaning they didn't know they were naked before. And they sew fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. Revelations chapter 21, verse number 4. The word of the Lord says, And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. For a few moments today, I want to share with you on this topic, the painless life. The painless life. I didn't say the pain-free life. I didn't say the pain-free life. I said the painless life. Jesus, your God Almighty, and if anything is going to be done here today, it's not going to be by our power. It's not going to be by our ingenuity. It's not going to be by our emotions. All that we need coming from you. And if you don't do it, Lord, it cannot be done. We humble ourselves under your authority, your power. And we ask that whatever we need as individuals, that you will do a work within us, Lord that we can leave this place today the way you intend for us to leave. I pray that you'll remove fear from all of the mind and the heart of your people. I pray, Lord God, that you will remove pride, that it will not get into the way of us submitting and responding to your word and your spirit. I pray that the power of God will come into this place and overshadow us, that transformation will take place, that deliverance will take place, that healing will take place, 
that wholeness will take place, uh, that salvation will take place, uh, that the Spirit of God will baptize people in the name of Jesus Christ, uh, that we will commit ourselves uh, because of what we experience here today. Uh, Lord, anoint me as your oracle. Anoint me to speak as your oracle. Allow me to flow in the Spirit. Uh, allow me to articulate your word uh, with clarity. Uh, and Lord, uh, move on the heart of your people like only you can. We ask all of these things, giving you the praise, all of the honor, for you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the only true and living God. You can do the impossible. Somebody hear me this morning. God want me to tell you what you think is impossible, what you think cannot be done. God has told me to tell you he is the God of the impossible. With man, it may not be possible, but with God, all things are possible. Hear me this morning. All things are possible. All things are possible with God. Now give the Lord some praise in this house. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You may be seated. The painless life. Hmm. Help me, Jesus. From the very day man sinned against Almighty God, he has been experiencing death, sorrow, and pain, which causes us to cry and express ourselves in tears. Satan baited man to sin against God, and man fell for it. Satan isn't an originator. He's a clever imitator who disguises true, his true character so we don't really know. If necessary, Satan can even masquerade himself as an angel. It's the word of God. He came into the garden and he used the body of a serpent, one of God's creatures that God himself had pronounced good. Remember when God created everything? He said, it's good. It means all of creation was good that God created. Satan doesn't care who or what he uses to get what he wants. Somebody hear me this morning. Don't you sleep on Satan and think he doesn't exist. Don't you sleep on the devil and think, oh, that's a figment of man's imagination. Don't you sleep on Satan and think that, oh, he is just a, 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 a thought of what we think and man do whatever he wants. And there's nothing that Satan can do to get in the way of man. Mm, mm, mm. Eve which was here, the first woman. Eve didn't seem disturbed by the serpent's presence or its speech. So we can only assume that she saw nothing threatening about the encounter with the serpent. 
perhaps Eve hadn't been introduced to this species and concluded that it had the ability to speak. In 2 Corinthians 11 and 3, the scripture says, But I fear, lest by any means, as the serpent beguiled Eve, through his subtlety, so your minds should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. Can I just insert this? The devil is after our mind. He don't have to control your body once he control your mind. And so his work that he's doing in the earth is trying to get control of your mind. Church, in order to overcome the devil in many respects, you have to live for God in a determined way almost in a dogmatic way, and y'all don't understand it. Because today the world tell us that just, just kind of, you know, we use our intellect so much that, that the devil is all up in our intellect. And so we're using our intellect to figure things out when sometimes all it just comes down to is, I got to be so dogmatic about living for God. I'm not telling you to treat people unkind or be desensitized to people. I'm telling you how you're going to obey God is living for God with so much fierceness and determination as to say, if God says it, that's what I'm going to do. That's the way you're going to have to live in order to not give pleasure to Satan to get into your mind. Satan will get into your mind and make you think that it's no big deal or you're okay when he's the one that's working in the background. I cannot tell you how many young men that I met at Mercer County Correctional Center as I was teaching in there And the area where I was, most of those people uh, committed serious crimes. Many of them took people's lives, not just one, multiple lives. Many of them were kingpin, hustling and got caught. I was in APOD teaching Bible studies. And when I looked in their eyes, every Friday evening when they came and I looked in their eyes, I saw at that time the regret. Why they regret? If they wanted to do what they did, why they have regrets now? It's because we're underestimating how the devil creep into our minds and get us to places. Whether he know, get you to drink a lot so you can do whatever you got to do, smoke a lot so you can do. Because some of us in our, in our right minds, we know that's not how God created us to do certain things. So what the devil will do is turn you on to drugs, uh, turn you on to alcohol, turn you on to things that will make you operate out of yourself. And when he does that, now he can get you to do stuff that you ordinarily wouldn't do but we're not thinking that's the devil we're thinking it's something else by questioning what God said Satan raised doubts in Eve's mind concerning the truthfulness of God's word and the goodness of God 
There's a lot of people who have been let down by men of God. I really understand that. But I need to tell you, when you hear people express that hurt and that frustration, please tell them, but that wasn't God. That wasn't God. Let's help people understand, if a man of God or a woman of God let you down, it wasn't God that let you down. It was that person. We can't just stay away from God and and not allow God to transform our life and not give ourselves to God because somebody hurt us. That was supposed to be godly. The devil. Watch the devil. Do you really mean that you can't eat from every tree? That's what the devil said to Eve. That was the introduction of the subtle question. Watch it. If God really loved you, this is how the devil attack our mind. He put these thoughts in our mind. If God really loved you, he would be much more generous towards you. Some of us are struggling financially, struggling in different kind of ways. And in our mind, we're saying, man, God, why so-and-so seem like they're doing all right, but I'm not? Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some things that we're struggling with as Christians are actions from the past. Let me give it to you this way. This is probably the best way you can understand it. I've been to the courthouse multiple occasions. Why did I go? Because somebody, I was teaching a Bible study, I saw a change in their life. And I saw them doing better while they're in jail. I saw them doing better. They talk differently. Their life is different. I'm hearing from other guys. Yeah, man, he's the truth. He's doing well. You know, even when you're not here, I see him praying and blah, 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 blah. And so you see that growth. But then he got to go before the judge for sentencing. Because when you're at the workhouse, normally you're not sentenced. You're there for a while until you go for your trial and then you get sentenced, right? And so I go before the judge. And I learned this quickly to make sure I don't mess up. I learned that when you go before the judge, you have to acknowledge what they have done in their history. You can't go before the judge and start telling the judge, oh, they're doing so great in Bible study in church. Oh, things are so wonderful. You can't go and tell the judge that because the judge is going to say, and what about this record right here? What, they never did this? So I learned a long time that when I go before the judge, I have to acknowledge what their past has been. And when I acknowledge that, I can now get into telling the judge about what I've seen since they've been in my class. And so that's how I approach the judge. And many times I've gone and said those things, and the judge would say to me, Reverend, I'm glad for the work that you're doing, and that's awesome. But he still has a debt that he has to pay for what he has done. Now, the debt that he has to pay might not be as severe As if I didn't come and speak on his behalf. That debt might not be that severe because now the judge is hearing me saying he's developing and doing better. So the judge is is hoping that, you know what, if we go less on him, things will work a little bit better. So I'm going to listen to the reverend and I'm going to go easy. So if I'm going to give him, if if he was supposed to get 12 years, maybe I'll give him nine. And that's how the system works and I've gone through it for many a times. My point is this. The judge couldn't say, all right, 
Since you've been living for God, since the reverend been teaching you, you won't have to do no more time because you're good now. No, that's not what the judge do. The judge say you still have to be sentenced for some time because of what you have done in your past. And so what happens a lot of times is we have done some wrong things in our life and now we're getting on a straight and narrow and trying to do right. And these wrong things are still, you know, lingering. Don't get mad about that. Understand it's some of the past that's lingering. And eventually you'll get past it, but it just don't get away as quickly because you decide today I'm living for God. It don't work that way. So don't get upset when some of the things are still lingering. You'll get through it if you stick with God. Yes, you will. And so Satan wanted Eve to forget that God had told Adam, who told her, that they could not eat, that they could eat freely of every tree of the garden for their own good. There was a prohibition. God says, you can eat of every tree of the garden, except for the tree that's in the midst of the garden. Don't eat it. In Eve's encounter with Satan, she altered and omitted God's word. She took from God's word, added to God's word, and changed God's word, which are serious offenses indeed. She was starting to doubt God's goodness and truthfulness. It's a shame when we doubt God's word and we never tried it. We start saying stuff that we think and we haven't tried it. Let me move on. I don't know if y'all want to hear what I got to say this morning, but I'll go ahead and say it anyway. Satan is a liar. In, in John 8 and, and 8 and 44, the scripture says he's the father of lies. What, which means is he's the originator of lies. Mm -hmm. But our God is the God of truth. And our response to what God says to us should be, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. At this point, Eve should have reminded herself of God's word. Believe God's word. And leave the serpent and went and found her husband. It's when we linger at the place of temptation that we get in trouble. Well, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I'm going to speak to you this morning. It might not be comfortable, but it's the word of God. When we linger at a place of temptation is when we get in trouble and find ourselves doing things that we shouldn't do. I remember one time I was talking to a guy that I knew, a good, good friend of ours, and he would always try to tell me I don't understand the temptation that he deals with. I used to get so mad. Like, bro, what do you think I am? What do you think I'm some kind of steal? I don't have personality. I don't hurt. I don't think. I mean, what do you think I am? I had to let him know, dude, you have no clue the temptation that we all face because the devil will tempt us according to what he knows we like. 
So you can't say who is being tempted more and who is not. Because some people, when they see the temptation, they flee, and some start to, uh, uh, and then eventually the temptation get them. We start to say, you don't understand. What do you mean by we don't understand? I told you years ago, I was saved. I was living for God probably, I don't know, 15 17 years, and I was a big-time drinker. I drink, you know, at a, I don't know what y'all would call it now. Huh? What is it? No, I, it's top shelf at the time, but, but, I, but, but I don't know if y'all knew this. Y'all probably catching on to it, but drinking, we always do things in this world to classify where we are in the order of society. I don't know if y'all know that. And so we even use drinking to differentiate where we are in society. Oh, you drink cold 45? Low class. You drink, you drink Budweiser? You're just a nice American. And I can go on and on. But the people I was rolling with, drinking with, when we started to say what we drank, people knew. Oh, they a little uppity up. And so... The devil knew that about me. One day I'm coming out of the mall with my bags and I'm feeling good. I got a couple of nice outfits I'm liking. I'm like walking. And there was an outdoor bar at the mall. And the devil clearly said to me, you grown? Why are you acting like you don't, you can't just go and sit at the bar and have a drink? You grown. And I said, devil, in my mind, this is all going on in my mind. I said, devil. You're telling me as long as I've been living for God and you know I haven't taken a drink since then, you're still trying to get me to take a drink? That's what I said in my mind. So you still trying that? And I just kept walking. But I learned something from that. I learned that he will never give up on what he knows you like. He will keep on coming at you. He's never going to stop. That's his job. He has nothing better to do than to come at you to try to get you to do what he knows you like. <laughs> when we linger in temptation is when we get in trouble. Can you imagine I had my bags and I started standing there? Lingering. And the devil think we got to be careful when we get tempted that we linger. Can't be lingering in temptation. Can't be lingering. You can't be lingering when you're scrolling through FaceTime and TikTok and all that stuff and you see bad stuff come up. You can't linger. Swipe up. Don't swipe across, swipe up. Keep it moving. Keep it moving. Stuff is going to pop up because the devil will try his best to use every tool that he got to get you to go in the wrong way. Swipe up. What is the lie that has ruled civilization since the fall of man? There's been a lie that the devil has used to rule civilization since the fall of man. It's the belief. This is the lie. It's the belief that men and women can be their own God and live for the creation and their self and not for God 
and not suffer any consequences. We think we can just live however we want, however we feel, and not suffer any consequences. Church, anybody that owns anything will not have you treat their stuff any kind of way. I don't care what it is. I don't care what it is. You don't own something and let somebody treat it any kind of way. Well, what do we think? We think that God, who created all things, including us, and set the guidelines and the rules as to how we need to live, that we're just going to do whatever we want, and he just let it go? No consequence? Believe in this lie and think that we can live however we want with no consequence. Believe in this lie. We refuse to submit to God's truth, but we prefer to believe Satan's lie and follow his diabolical plan to destroy our life. And we don't even realize it. Hmm. This is why from that time in the garden until now, man, the Lord's most precious creation has been experiencing death, sorrow, crying, and pain. Ever since we believe the devil's lie that we are our own gods and we can do whatever we want, we have been experiencing death and sorrow and crying. It's because of sin while we're experiencing the hurt and the pain, the sorrow and death, all that we experience that hurts us. It's all because of sin. Death, sorrow, and pain will not cease until we enter the new Jerusalem. But we can experience less of this hurt and this pain by obeying God's truth. The Bible says, as we read early in Revelations 21 and 4, And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. And there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. If we continue to live this life, believing the devil's lie and disobeying the Lord Jesus, we will continue to cry. We will continue to sorrow. We will continue to experience death and pain. It will continue to wreak havoc upon our life if we continue to disobey God. Did you know the Bible says, if you remember this in Scripture, the sting of death is sin. I'll say it again. The Bible says the sting of death is sin. Let me show you. If the person that died, we know for sure, without a shadow of a doubt, they were living for God. And you are living for God. Death don't sting you. As a matter of fact, you might feel a little bit jealous. Y'all, y'all ain't. What do I mean by that? You don't think it's far better to be in the presence of the Lord? Where you know I have no chance of not making it to heaven than to still be here fighting with this world? You don't think that's better? Oh, let me tell you, it's better. And so the Bible tells us the sting of death 
is sin. Everything that hurts us comes down to sin. All of what we experience, all of our hurt, all of our frustration comes down to sin. (laughs) Pain in this world is an an undoubtable reality. It visits all of us, and though from its beginning it bears greater anguish to some more than others, all of us feels it. And all of us feel the torturing effect of pain. Pain meets man as he enters the world, follows him through all the stages of life, and leaves him not until his heart grows still in death. It attends us as a dark angel wherever we go through all seasons of our life. All because of sin. And we don't really pay attention to that. All this pain we are experiencing is because of sin, our disobedience to God's truth. That's why we're experiencing pain. I know you wanted some other answers as to what's going on. But I'm telling you as clear as I can tell you according to the word of God. All of our hurt that we are going through, that we're struggling with, all of it comes from sin. Disobedience to God. Doing how we want to do. And we want to try to figure out, well, how can I? It cannot be fixed. No other way except that we stop continuing to live in sin. I know pain can sometimes work for our good. But most of the pain we have experienced and continue to experience is because of sin. We're going around just heaping up unnecessary pain in our life because of sin. So much pain. So much pain. Many of us are hurting deeply. And our hurt controls how we behave. Our hurt is controlling us. And we can't say anything because, first of all, we're private. We don't want anybody to know that much about us. And so we're going about and the pain is controlling us. And we, 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 we show the, the hurt and the pain in different ways of how we conduct our lives. Different ways. We, 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 we reveal pain in so many different ways. We do. Some of us reveal our pain through drinking, smoking, cursing, just treating people wrong. I said this before and I'll say it again. Listen to me carefully. Sometimes you're trying your best to help somebody. But until they themselves get to the place of understanding who they are, till they understand what makes them happy, till they know that this is the plan that I'm going to be on to, to serve God and obey God. Until we get to that place, it's hard to help some people. This is why, again, sin is the rule. I said in Thursday, Wednesday night Bible study, why is it that in church we're having a hard time following somebody? But outside of church, in the world, we always have somebody we got our eyes on. 
If it's whether it's a, whether it's millionaires and 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 entertainers and athletes and 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 if influential leaders, we always have somebody out in the world that we have our eyes on that we're following, and we do things that they do because we believe if we do what they do, then we can do or be where they are. And we do those things, and it come, we come into church. And we won't follow somebody that's living for God for real, for real. That's walking the walk, talking the talk. We come into church and we don't want to do that. We come to church, you know what we like to say? I'm my own man. I'm my own woman. Yes, you are your own man and you're your own woman. But if somebody is someplace where you would like to get to, why won't you follow them? Still got your own personality, still your own man, still your own woman. But put your eye on somebody and follow them. What is it, what is stopping us from having that desire of, of wanting to be a real man of God, a real woman of God? What is it that blocks us from understanding that that life is what God had for me and there's nothing better than that life, to be a real man of God, to be a real woman of God, living for God the way he intended for me to live. But we'd rather just keep on going through the pain. We'll rather just let the hurt keep just taking place in our life and just keep on every day going through the same things over and over. And then when it gets so bad, we get frustrated. We treat other people bad because of our pain. And we have the solution to our pain, but we won't take the solution. Isaiah. Isaiah. We got a couple of Isaiahs over here. Isaiah. Well, three Isaiahs. Over on this side alone. Isaiah 53, verse 4, says this. Surely he had borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded. For our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. We have the solution to not live in pain. We have the solution to not live in sorrow. We have the solution to not live crying and allowing death to affect us in the way that it does. We have the solution. But what are we doing with the solution? Poor God. I know that's crazy to say poor God. But you know what I mean. He did all of this. He went through all of this stuff just so you and I don't have to deal with all of the stuff, most of the stuff that we're dealing with. He has given us the solution. But why are we still experiencing sorrow? Why are we still experiencing all this pain? Why are we still experiencing crying and even death, not physical death, but being dead spiritually. Because when we are dead spiritually, that's in God's book. Same thing as being dead physically. 
We don't realize that. Being dead spiritually to God, same thing that like being dead spirit, uh, physically. The good news is God can raise you up out of either one of those states. That's the good news. If you're dead spiritually, if you're dead physically, he can raise you up out of any of those states. So you've got the opportunity. God has given us the opportunity. In the same Isaiah 53, verse number 10, the scripture says, Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He had put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin. He gave himself as an offering for sin. This is why he cried out on the cross before he gave up the ghost and died. Is because he had taken on the sins of the world before, then, and the world to come. He took on all the sins of man and he felt the weight of it. And he cried out because he died for all of us not to live in sin. We don't have to continue living a life of sorrow, living a life of crying and pain. Man, church, why don't we just take the solution? What's so hard for us to take God's word and just begin to apply it to our life? Why do we keep on just making ourselves go through the hurt and the pain when all it comes down to They had a good discussion this morning. I'm closing up here. They had a good discussion this morning in Sunday school about when you forgive somebody, can you forget it? And you can forget it. God can help you to forget it. But here is how it worked, Brother Kellerman and Sunday school class. Here is how it worked. The young people had something a couple weeks ago about life. Here is what I've come to understand. Where I am today, I like to say to myself, what if I can go back and make some changes? Would I do it? I said no, brother. I did say no. Because the Bible tells me all things work together for good. And I knew this. If Joseph did not get sold into slavery, I don't know how in the world the plan was going to work. For him to go ahead of his family to preserve them. He had to be sold in slavery. So I look at my life and if somebody hurt me, somebody did me wrong, you know what I said? If that didn't happen to me, would I be here today? So that's how you deal with, this is how you become the, 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 the hurt that someone has afflicted on you, the, the pain or whatever the case may be, that you're wondering, how do I forget it? No, this is how you look at it. I thank God for it. And when you thank God for it, it don't affect you and you don't look at the person no kind of way. Because in your mind, if you didn't do this, where would I be? If you didn't do this, how could I move forward? If you didn't do this, how would my life be? I don't know. But because of where I am in my life, I thank God for everybody that ever did me wrong. For, for where I am in my life, I thank God for people who lied on me, for mistreating me, for deceiving me, whatever they did to me. I'm okay with it. I don't hold no grudges. I'm not mad because I couldn't be here if those things didn't happen to me. 
That's how you get through it, people. That's how you forgive, and it don't even matter about how you forget because you're so grateful that, man, can you imagine? Joseph realized, man, y'all meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. If I didn't get sold into Egypt, how was I going to move forward? Because my daddy and my mama, they loved me so much, they was going to keep me in the house like a houseboy. I was never going to leave the house. So God had to use my brothers that had issues with me to sell me so I can get to where I got to get to. If we will stop looking at things through the lenses of sin, we will get it together. But we look at everything through the lenses of sin, and that's what gets us messed up. We cannot look at the things that has happened through the lenses of sin. We have to look at it through the lenses of God. When you get to the place where you know God wants you to be, you don't have no issues with nobody. You look at it and you say, and then as you move forward, Brother Kellyman, as I move forward now, it's easy for me to deal with people who... Whatever they want to do now, because I've already learned that the, the, the wounds, the hurt, the, 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 the diabolical plans to destroy me is what got me here. So now, whenever anything goes wrong, I just smile and say, okay, I teach this church. Whenever you see things start to go crazy in your life and you faithful to God, just stop and say, "Woo, God's getting ready to do something good in my life. Because whenever God's getting ready to do something good in my life, a lot of crazy stuff starts happening around me because the devil wants me to come out of my, my place of blessing. The devil wants me to move over and move out of my position where God wants me to be so I can be blessed. But I'm not going to let the devil do that to me. He's a deceiver. He's a conniver. He is clever. But he won't get me because I know the word of God. I know the truth of God. And God will never let us down. He will never leave us nor forsake us. We got to know it. We don't have to live in pain constantly. We need to be free. The Bible says who the Son set free is free indeed. God didn't call you to the kingdom of God for you to be bound up, for your hurt to control you, for your hurt to keep you stuck, for your hurt to rule you. God didn't call you in the church so you can be hurt, so you can live in hurt. He called you to the church so he can deliver you, so he can heal you, so he can keep you. Stand with me, stand with me. That's why God called us to the church. I feel it. Nobody can tell me what I feel. I told somebody this morning, uh, fortunate or unfortunate, when God calls you to pastor people, he makes you feel their pain. He makes you feel their hurt. He makes you feel the situations they're battling with. And when you're hurting and when you feel suppressed and when you feel the weight that's weighing on you, I feel it. It's not a coincidence that I preached the way I preached last week. It's not a coincidence that I'm preaching the way I'm preaching this week. It's because I feel it. God has allowed me to feel this pain. He's allowed me to feel the weight. He's allowed me to feel the suppression that's trying to keep you from your blessing and from who he has called you to be. 
Come here, Sister Maddie. I'm telling you, it is not God's will that we suffer. It is not God's will that sorrow reign and rule. It's not God's will that we continue to live in a life of bondage. No, it ain't. No, it ain't. No, it's not. It's not God's will. From the crown of your head, from the crown of your head to the sole of your feet, Lord, touch this body. I command healing to flow by the authority of the Word of God and the power of the name of Jesus. I command this body to receive healing and wholeness. Lord, have your way. Lord, touch her today. Lord, heal her today. By your strife, let her be healed in Jesus' name. Listen to me. Listen to me. If you feel like, listen, don't look at nobody. Look at me. If you know that I'm talking to you today, just come up today. Come up today. Just come and let me pray. Just come and let me pray. We're not here to look at nobody's situation. Many of us are struggling with hurt and pain. I feel your pain. I feel your hurt. I feel your frustration. I know you want things to be different. I know you don't feel like you have nobody that you can trust in. I know you don't feel like you can talk to anybody. In your mind, the pastor is busy. In your mind, there's so much going on. I don't know what to do. I don't know which way to turn. The hurt, it's real. How do I overcome it, Lord? But God has sent me here today by the power of his word the authority of his word and the power of his name that he is going to help you today and he's going to help you today he wants you to know that you can trust him he wants you to know that the solution is obey his word don't you waver no matter what happens when you are obeying him hear me close when you begin to obey God the devil will try to come and stop you from obeying God when you begin to obey God the devil will try to come and divert you but I'm here to tell you, you need strength. I'm praying for you today that you will stand strong, that you will see the salvation of the Lord, that you will trust in the Lord with all your heart. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. I cry with you, I cry with you, I cry with you. In the name of Jesus, 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 in the name of Jesus. Oh God, it's not your will. Bring peace, oh God. Bring peace, Almighty God. Bring peace, Almighty God. Bring peace. Bring comfort. Bring peace. Bring comfort, Lord God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. 
Lord, it is not your will that pain will rule. But God, it's your will that they experience joy. It is your will that they experience joy unspeakable in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, God knows. God knows. But it's not God's will that pain continue to control you. Let it go and let God have his way. Understand that today is the day that God can make all things new. He can make all things new. He can make all things new. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. And it's okay. God says, I brought you this far. I brought you this far. What what I've started in you, I will complete it. What I've started in you, I will complete it. What I started in you, I will complete it. Don't you worry about a thing. Keep trusting me. Keep coming to my house. Keep worshiping me. Keep praising me. Don't you worry about your pain. Put all your confidence, put all your trust in me. I will take care of it. I will give you peace. I will make you free. I will do it. Oh, God says, come unto me. Come unto me. I will give you rest. Stop fighting. Stop fighting. Stop fighting. I will give you rest. I will give you rest. I will give you rest. (laughs) I will give you rest. Don't you worry. I will give you rest. You just come unto me. Don't stay away from me. I will give you peace. I will give you joy. I will give you comfort. Don't you worry about a thing. You can't do what I can do. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lead not to your own understanding. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Oh, God. I pray that you will loose him. Set him free, Lord God. Set him free, Lord Jesus. Set him free, Lord God. Set him free, Almighty God, by the the authority of your word and the power of your name. Set him free, Lord God. Set him free, Lord God. Oh, let him begin to experience the joy. Let him begin to experience your peace. Let him experience comfort. Let him experience it, Lord. Salvation. Let him experience it, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. God says, I will order your steps. I will order your steps. The steps of a good man or good woman is ordered by the Lord. Let God order your steps. Let him direct you. Let him lead you. He says, don't you worry. I'm your shield. I am your exceeding and great reward. I will uphold you and defend you. The battle is mine. It's not yours. If you trust me, if you obey me, I will lead you. I will keep you. And I will uphold you, saith the Lord. Ah. 
Oh, I command the strongholds to loose you. I set you free from all captivity. I command you to walk in liberty. I pray that the power of God will overshadow you and that the word of God will lodge in your heart, in your mind, in your spirit, in your soul. Father, bless her. Father, keep her. Let your will be done, Lord, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Uh, 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 it's not God's will that we continue to live in pain. It's not God's will that we continue to walk around hurting, hurting. It's not God's will that our pain rule us and control us. God says, I've come today to heal you. I've come to set you free. But you must obey my words. You must follow me. You must come to me. I will give you rest. I will give you joy. I will give you peace. I will set you free. I will lift you up. I will keep you. I'm your shield. Oh, God. God says, I will cover you. I will cover you. I will cover you. If you will trust me, if you will obey me, if you will submit to me, I will cover you. I will cover you. I will cover you. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Listen to me. Keep your music down. Listen to me. When you face your challenges, when you face your uncertainties, you heard what I told Gary earlier. Don't give up on God. Just talk to him in your mind. Or if you have to talk to him out loud, just say, Jesus. You have the answers, and I don't. Jesus, you are the God of peace. Give me peace. Jesus, help me that this pain will no longer rule in my life, that this sorrow will not overtake me. In Revelations 21, in verse 4, we read earlier, it says, And God shall wipe away all tears from your eyes. When you submit to him, he will wipe away all tears. And there shall be no more death. It doesn't matter what this physical body does. It doesn't matter. It's what happens to your soul. He says, and there will be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying. Neither shall there be any more pain. For the former things are passed away. 
And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, watch this. He says, Behold, I make all things new. I make all He said in verse 6, and he said unto me, it is done. It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life. Watch this. He that overcometh shall inherit all things. And I will be his God. And he shall be my son or my daughter. God will take care of you. It's only because of our sin why we are where we are today. But God can take care of you. God can make sure that all things become new. I know you don't understand it because you haven't lived it. Many of us haven't lived it. But I plead to you today. God made my life brand new. He made my life new. Things that I could never think of, he did it for me. I didn't know how he was going to do it. I didn't understand how he could have done it. But I know in my life I felt like, God, where is this going? What's going to happen? But I never stopped trusting him. I kept following him. I kept walking and said, God, I don't understand it. But if you can make all things new, I'm going to follow you. If you're the God of peace, I'm going to follow you. If you are the one that heals and delivers, I'm going to follow you. If you are the provider, I'm going to follow you. If you are my shield and my buckler, I'm going to follow you. I don't care what my emotions tell me. I will follow you. Father, in the name of Jesus, for every person under the sound of my voice today, have your way in their life. Lord, whatever you can do in, in their heart, for them to trust you more, for them to obey you, let them see that you will remove the pain, the pain that have taken over their life. Some of us have been living in pain for so long, we're so accustomed to it that we have even changed who we are as individuals. We have lost ourselves because of our pain. But when God heals you from that pain, you will find yourself. Whew. Let them find their self, God. Let them find their self. Don't let them live in that pain. Don't let the devil lie to them anymore to stay in that pain and to just think it's just the way it is. It is what it is. Lord, don't let them keep saying that. Oh, God, let this word that's been spoken today take root and grow and produce good fruit in their life. Set them free today, Lord God. Set us free today, Lord God. That sorrow, that pain, that death, will not get the best of us any longer, but that the glory of the Lord will overcome us. Oh, hallelujah. We thank you for your word today. We thank you for your goodness.
your kindness and your mercy. Oh, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Why don't we thank him today? Put your hands together and thank the Lord. Just thank him right now. Only God knows what you need. Man can't know what you need. Nobody knows your thoughts. Only God knows your thoughts. Not even the devil knows your thoughts. Only God knows your thoughts. So whatever was spoken to you today, it's only because God knew your thoughts. Only because God knew your, what you're going through internally. Only God knows. Just for a moment, if everyone can sit and the fathers stand, I would really appreciate that. Everyone can sit, the fathers stand. We have, a, we have gifts for the fathers. And if the ladies can begin to take the gifts to the fathers. Fathers stand. Everybody else sit, please. Hallelujah. Fathers, we just want you to know we appreciate you. We just want you to know that God loves you more than you will ever understand. Oh, hallelujah. Don't let this message escape you today. Try to hold on to what God has spoken to you today. Hear what God has said to you. God will continue to reaffirm what you have heard today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Y'all take him, my man Tony. He's looking sharp today. Tony, you know I love you. I love Tony. I love all y'all, but I just like to tell y'all personally sometimes and not make it a general statement. Brother Kellerman, I appreciate you. Thank you for all that you do. Brother Calvin, awesome man of God. Brother Scarlett, thank you. Brother Darrell, thank you. I love you, Brother Darrell. Appreciate you. You're a good man. You're a godly man. I appreciate you. Keep doing what God called you to do. Brother Rick, I appreciate you. God brought us together. It was God that brought us together. Did Brother Henry get his Father's Day gift? You got your Father's Day gift, Brother Henry? Okay. Amen. Big son, you got your Father's Day gift? Why you don't have it in your hand? Would you not excited to have it? We'll take it back. That's my boy. That's my firstborn. My ride or die. Hallelujah. Ladies, thank you for everything that you did today. You made our service even that much more better. We thank you. I appreciate this church. I love every one of you. If you didn't get a Father's Day gift, raise your hand and we'll make sure you get one. Amen. Get out of here. Y'all getting flowers too? They giving y'all flowers, fellas. Is that what's going on? What? What? I know that's how y'all doing it around here. Huh? 
Where? Yeah, he got his Father's Day stuff. The first real thing my wife ever did for me when she was when she when she was trying to get me. Did I tell you all the story? When she was trying to get me. She brought flowers to my job. Yes, indeed. She was she was good. She 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 brought flowers. You know what else she got for me? She know how much I like cashews. She got me some cashews. She knew thank you so much, Sister Kitty. She knew how much I like cream soda. She gave me cream soda. Our first date was at Walmart. We just went for an evening stroll. God is good. You stick with God and he'll transform you. And you will see some things. He will do some things that you will. God's still blowing my mind today. I don't know how he does it. But I just keep hanging with him. I just hang out with Jesus because he's good. Don't forget, next Saturday, we dedicate this building unto the Lord. God has given it to us, and we're going to dedicate it back to him. Come and experience the dedication of this building next Saturday at 3 p.m. Come early. We're going to have guests from all over the states. Come early. Don't forget... Uh, greeters, we have a quick meeting in the back over there. What else we have? That's it? All right. God bless you. I love you. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Amen.